johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back and ready to roll. 223-22. We couldn't have the show yesterday on 222-22. So we got to do it on 223-22. What do you got to say about that, Mike? Well, you know, it was an interesting day. I thought there would be a phenomenon with on 222 yesterday at the exact time, but nothing happened. So I guess it's just another regular uh, Tuesday. What about you, Dave? What did you do for 222-22? That's sports, you know me. Made a nice video, and that's about it. So you know, it's no, no super uh, partying was... in Denver, Colorado. The big two-two-two day. A reason to go out and drink and have fun. Oh, we can always do that. We don't need a special day. Come on, now. <laughs> you know that. So what, what about 228-22? What's this? What are we going to do then? Bet sports and nothing really changes for me. But I don't even know on two twenty eight twenty two. That's a national holiday in the sports betting world. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, that's my birthday. But that is yeah, your birthday. You're almost holiday. one day prior to being a leap year. Think about it. If you were born. If you were born on 229, you how young you'd be. You'd only have uh, – you'd be like 10 years old. <laughs> it's all right. I feel young. I feel young. Don't worry, boys. All right. So let Let's me ask you, last week – it's just us three today. Let me ask you, last week Mike, uh, Micah hit another uh, crazy uh, – what was what was the odds on that, on that golf match, uh, Mike? He was plus uh, – Joaquin Neiman was plus 68. Joaquin Neiman was plus 6,800. And so you, you don't get involved okay. in any of that, like we said last week, huh? No. That's a nice What's That's a nice long shot. Well, we had – it was sprinkled around six different guys. So, you know, we had risk across six different guys – but, you know, the good news is, you know, the, the longest shot hit. And that doesn't happen every single week. But, you know, the legend next door, you know, he, he was giving me the whole breakdown. So it's, it's unique because it's different than – it's kind of like NASCAR. 
you know, you're having guys that play. I guess that's the best analogy for anybody that might bet NASCAR, but it's you're you're following the guys that have the best probability to take advantage of that particular track. And whether it's the racetrack or whether it's the golf track, you know, certain guys play into the advantages for these different types of layouts. And whether they're precision iron players and they're, you don't need to have length or they're really good putters because that particular course is, you know, playing really, really fast from the green side. It's the same thing with NASCAR. It's certain guys that, that play better, I mean, that drive better for specific tracks and you take long shots because there's so many players in the field. And it's, you know, you look at it at the end of the year, it's not like a football team that has 13 wins and three losses. Granted, obviously they're not all covering the spread, but for them just to win. So it's not like that because they're not playing on the same equal surface like it is with a football game. So it's, it's unique. And, and golf breaks an angle where you're basically throwing out, all lottery tickets, nobody's even money, nobody's even really two to one, it, it goes up. I mean, you're basically, your best, you know, shortest odds are usually, you know, eight, nine to one to win it. So you you have the ability to, to find some guys out there because at the end of the year, you'll look at it and at most, even the best golfer, the number one in the world may only have five or six wins on tour throughout the entire season. So obviously the other guys that are winning it. And uh, in recent weeks, it's actually been all long shots. There's been guys that are, you know, this week, the guy that won was the second time in his career that he's won. The week before, it was the first. So, you know, you're talking about guys that, uh, you know, are going to get those long odds to win because obviously they've never actually won before. But it was it was cool to watch. Um, I know Micah, and myself were texting back and forth all weekend because you're watching that one horse from Thursday all the way to Sunday, and the guy happened to be wire to wire. So every night the guy went to sleep, he was the leader, and which was even more nerve-wracking because usually unless guys are like the Tiger Woods caliber that have been there before, you know how to play with the lead is even tough because everybody's chasing you. So it was really cool to watch. It got a little... Uh, Little, little tight on Sunday when he was only one stroke ahead. But you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't torture Mr. Smith, and I did not text him during that time. And I figured let's just let it ride out. And you know, the guy, the guy pulled it out. So it was really cool to watch. Yeah, sounds fun. Good stuff. Maybe there's we'll no get you in on the action this week. I think, that? I think yeah, Dave's no a believer. I, th- I think Dave's in. He's going to be tracking it this weekend with us. Then I'd have to actually watch golf. I don't want to do that. You don't have to watch it, man. You don't watch the you don't watch the games now. Come on, man. Yeah, but don't I? Have, well, yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> I'll say it's for good luck, man. I got I got all the selections from Mike. I just got them actually thirty minutes before the show. Just put them in there and let's let's ride it. Let's let's listen, man. You know, you're not a jack of all trades. You're focusing on college basketball right now, and you're focusing on NBA when it comes back tomorrow. Let us do the legwork for your for golf. Okay. <laughs> Got golf covered now, too, huh? Golf cover, yeah. <laughs> it's covered. <laughs> 
So, Dave, just, you know, going back on last week, you had a phenomenal week for all clients. And do you know anything in particular that's changed? Why you think all of a sudden it's just consistently hitting at a much higher rate than it has, you know, in weeks past? I mean, do you, do you see any differences? Are the lines softer? I mean, I know you did a Q&A yesterday, but we really didn't talk about your success over the last 10 days. I mean, maybe you could uh, cool, cue us in about what's going on and why, you know, you're just doing so much better right now than, you know, like I said, in the, even in the month prior. No, it's just variance, that's all. You, you have ups, downs. And then when you do have marginal edges and you have extreme swings, you can break even for multiple months, then clear like 20 units in a week. Yeah, this is just the way it all works. I just bet every day and try not to really even worry about it. So, yeah, that's... Now, is it... I don't know if that answers. What, is there anything that... Is there anything that's to be said for because you have a huge sample size of data going back to the start of the season, and now we're talking about end of February heading into March Madness. I mean, does that play a role into the selection process on a day-to-day basis just because you have, you know, you could look back on the team and see, you know, so many more games of data from this season. Does that play a role at all, or right. that's not really a factor? Yeah, I like that. I like I like that. Some people like to bet at the beginning more. I like to bet towards the end of the season. I think I have a higher edge. So I'm pretty excited about the next few weeks. And hopefully I can keep the winning going for everyone. Feeling confident. Not even winning going. Man, you if, you could have the, yeah. if you could have last yeah, yeah, yeah. week for the clients every single week going forward, man, clients would be retired from their daily jobs. It was, that was a phenomenal week. I know, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about matching that every week, but maybe a couple more times. But we'll see. Don't get emotional. Too up no, no, I know. Too emotional. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was following along with your Q&A when you did your live stream on Instagram yesterday. And, you know, it seems like a lot of people are very interested in what you do. Some guys are obviously, you know, you're always going to get the one-offs that are, you know, posting up their picks and how excited they are about what they picked. And, you know, you just brush yeah. those guys off. But, I mean, the educational piece, it's, it, it's from what I've noticed. And just because I've been – I know your product probably better than most, and I know how to reciprocate it to the client. But the guy that's just – brand new and we've had a lot of guys that came from the spencer video that when i try to explain to them that analytically how hard it is what you do that they need to pay for a long-term product for them to see the financial success it can't just be a one or two day thing because the the ev is just not that good one day at a time two days at a time but you know when you're when you're positively throwing out and you're following you're getting those overnight lines a month at a time sample size with thousands and thousands of games, how important it is for them to follow. They just, they don't understand it. And they, it's like, they think that they could just get rich from one or two days at a time selecting your plays. And it's hard for me to break those bad habits. And it's just funny to me because now it's been about, you know, a month um, detached from, from when you recorded that video with Spencer and it's like they never watched 
the video and they didn't see how much work <laughs> and emphasis you put in. And it's like, I just don't get it. And it's, I, I just try to, you know, emulate and reciprocate what you're basically teaching these guys through your, you know, couple minute tutorials that you're launching the whole, the video series on YouTube, which has been extremely, uh, it's been received extremely well. Um, a lot of clients are very, like, they're just had, they text me all the time. They said, man, you know, thank you for teaching me because a lot of guys in this business, all they do is they, they show you a game, they tell you a unit structure, but they don't actually do the backlog of why they came to that conclusion. And it's just been a, you know, they're very happy with the product that they're now kind of also learning with you. And they're, they're going through the steps, which is, it's brand new to them. And it's, I feel like it's, new to the industry. You just don't see a lot of people doing that. And I think it's going to definitely get us a lot more attention in the long run where, where mm-hmm. people are able to not only get your games, but also get the mentorship, which we're going to go into that later on, um, where the client that's listening to the show, it's not just about you providing them with selections but you're also going to be doing, you know, a mentorship series with clients that are really trying to, you know, do this for a living on the side. So um, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be the next generation. It's the next level of what we're trying to produce to those clients that are in those legal states. And um, I know John's got a lot to say about it. He's excited. I mean, it's, it's going to be some big things coming in 2022. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, you guys told me, well, I did the video, and then I was thinking I'll just keep going until the questions kind of die out. And, yeah, it was like 45 minutes. Well, so, but I... Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is I just listen to everything Mike said, and I'm going to be that, you know, I, you know the, I always either like to be the square or be on the other side of the coin, right? So... My personal opinion is no one is that just like when you get on the road, you don't see a Ferrari in every lane. You know, you see Toyota Corollas, you see Lexuses, you see Mercedes, but you don't see a Ferrari. And this is not about flash and panache. This is about, I believe that 99% of the people that listen to this radio show, and I believe that 99% of the people that watch your streams do not want to work. They want easy money. And so since they don't want to work and they're trying to, they're, they're, they're in, inebriated, they're drunk with the possibility of taking a little bit of money and turning it into a large amount of money, they can't succeed. Even if you led the horse to water, could you make the horse drink? And what I find with guys that are interested in your product is nine out of ten guys, you can lead them to water, and they still won't drink. Because when you say, don't be emotional, guys, you could break even for months and then win 20 units in a week, and I just bet every day. When you say that, it just rolls off your tongue, and it comes so naturally. And I'm listening to you, and I'm going, it's not natural to these guys. They literally will call here and say, let me see how you do today. While you're yeah. telling them on Instagram Live, that doesn't matter. Even the week that you had last week, which was amazing, 
doesn't matter. Like you said, it, it doesn't matter. And that, like, I literally have to beat these guys in a submission because what they, they care about why you're picking a game. These people are still traditional handicappers. They're going to care about the Duke games tonight. They're going to care about, you know, all the marquee matchups on TV. They're going to care about the top 25 schools. And like you said, I think what we have to realize is as we're trying to, like, educate these people, almost like the Academy of Sports Betting, just like not every, you know, you were. it was funny. I was listening to you yesterday on the uh, um, Instagram Live, and, you, and somebody asked you about intelligence in terms of further education. Did you go to school? Do you have a degree? And you said, you know, I went to high school. And for all those listeners, you know, I learned a very valuable phrase a long, long time ago. Where I learned it isn't important. But what I'll say is this. A, a wise old man told me, David, it's not in order to succeed in life. It's not enough to be book wise. It's not enough to be street wise. If you want to succeed in life, you have to be otherwise. You got to have one foot in both sides. You got to be able to wear a suit and tie to the boardroom. You got to be able to wear the jogging suit to the gym. You got to be both. And so all these guys that are fed with normal marketing, you see every website. I'm a quant. I'm running algorithms. I'm running this machine. I'm running that machine. If I had a dollar for every ad I saw of every guy that had a a program that learned how to beat the spread, I mean, I could retire tomorrow. So, you know, it is kind of funny to me because when some people start asking about your education, you know, you don't, like you said, that doesn't really matter. Like you said, the sharpest players, the people that, you know, guilt, you know, a lot of these guys, I don't think Bezos went to uh, college either. I don't think Steve Jobs, went. all these guys were like dropouts. The guy who owns Facebook was a dropout. So for all you guys listening, it's not about knowing how great his algebra skills are. It's about the fact that you fundamentally, like you said, had somebody show you exactly what to do. So the question is for the listeners out there, you were 23 years old when somebody showed you what to do, correct? Uh, no, 20, 21. Okay. Now, I'm assuming and that no, you're going to – go I ahead. I wasn't even going to bet sports. That's not why I moved to Vegas. But somebody just walked me through exactly how to read the market, how to so move now the are you, out of the middle. So are you doubling yeah. this – are you doubling that age on this birthday? Uh, next you're question. Gonna, Exactly. So no, 21 years no, you've been no. doing this. Okay. So 19. almost 20. So let's, okay. 19. 19. So 20 years you've been doing this. Called 19. Yeah. If you want to round up. Sure. So 20. Okay. 19 years you've been doing this. You're 21 years old and somebody shows you what to do. The question is, I'm sure that a lot of people could be showed what to do. It doesn't mean that's like leading the horse to water it still required you to be willing to drink from the box. Like, did you, you know, that's my thing is that a lot of people, I see this in the, in the business that I'm in, that a lot of people just have a problem taking the information because what they really want is they want confirmation of their own opinion. They don't really want to, they don't really want to win. They want somebody to, yeah, they want a yes man. I think that it should be done this way. And I think, and again, you deal with a lot of professional betters. Do all of them have the same characteristics and qualities of you where it's just all 
no emotion or do you have a lot of, no. do you deal with some guys that are by like, it's about their ego of being right and, you know, being correct. Where, where does that fall in no. your world? You know what I mean? That's hard. Well, that's hard to answer because you, you deal with all kinds of people. I mean, everybody's different too. You have some people don't who literally don't check scores till the next day. Some people sweat every single play. I mean, so it's a tough question to answer, but I I know people that are super emotional that are still pretty successful. But I just wonder what it does to their their hearts, you know. It's like, man, every play just sweating bullets. But most people, most people just go with the numbers, detach themselves from the dollar amounts and the and what's happening with the money. Uh, at a professional level, they, they just they're able to do it. But people that just go, I want winners today, and that's all they care about. They, these type of people, they just, I I just don't think they'll ever make it. I really don't. Because even myself, when I started, I understood all that. It's like, okay, this is a long game. And some people understand the long game, but I don't know. But you almost have to understand the long game and and be emotionally emotionally stable to do this at a professional level, I think. When you do an Instagram video of a pickup, the the interesting part is I think you've done them in the past of the drop-offs when you're it's going the other way. I have to. And you know, so I have to, yeah. So no, when you go and you go to the right, when you go to the box and you get 60 and you got to drop it off, are you emotionally stable yeah. or are you irritated? Yeah. Emotionally stable. I really don't. Yeah, and that, I really don't tilt. I don't tilt. I don't. I don't get depressed. Really, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it so long, though. But I was pretty much like that at the beginning too. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to a lot of it comes down to managing your risk, so that you don't get like that. That you're not all emotional. So that's why managing your risk is important too. I mean, you want to make enough, but during the downtimes, you don't want to go through a depression or let it ruin your life. And so I've, I've done well with that. Well, I still think that one of the things Mike talks to a lot of guys is the unrealistic taking 500 to 5,000. You know, the whole unrealistic concept of really thinking that you know, you wouldn't invest in the stock market with 500 and think you're going to take it to 500,000, maybe unless you got involved in Bitcoin and when it was $2. But I mean, what I find in, 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 in 2022 is any, everyone can bet with no money, if that makes any sense. You know, the sports books don't have a limit and say, well, you have to deposit XYZ amount of money in order to have the right to play. They'll take $100. So, you know, what usually winds up happening is when somebody will call up the office Mike will say, the guy will say, you know, at one time I took my account up to 80 grand and now I have 300 in it. Well, what was your original deposit, sir? Oh, 700. I got lucky. I had a 19 team. You know, so it's like once somebody gets that taste initially where they get, make a score, then they, you know, as you and I both know, they chase it for the rest of their lives thinking they're going to do it again. Well, then you're, well, the, well, at that point, though, you're just gambling. You're not doing this. You're not looking at it as an investment. You're just gambling. So that's that's the difference. But if you go into it, and if you go into it 
and you and you say, well, I'm going to look at this as an investment, then you, you don't really have this mentality. You're not going, well, I need that high of 500 all the way to 80,000 in a week. I mean, in my opinion. Right. Like, no, no professional would think like that. I know you get a lot of people calling that say things like that, and it's probably tough, but, um, yeah, I just, you got to look at it as a, as a business. Like, you always go back saying, let's go look at it as a business. Well, it's interesting now with the advent of the legal sports wagering is that you get more of the parlay degenerates that built their accounts up in the legal sense, because I'm talking to 50-year-old men that have never wagered before that never had a uh, I mean, you would be amazed. People calling here, like literally, you know, I'm I'm 49. Literally, been betting since I'm, you know, 15. And people call up here and they're like, "Oh yeah, it just became legal in my state, and I've been doing this for six months and I can't win any money." So you, it's not like the assumption that you might think is that a lot of these callers are people that had credit shops that now just happen to live in, live in a state where they have more outs because uh-huh. it's legal. It's not true. Yeah, I get it. It's li- right. It, they're literally they're virgins that they've right. never bet before. Like literally, these people would never meet a guy in a parking lot. They would never. That's a foreign world to them whatsoever. So what happens is you start doing a forensic accounting of their betting habits, and you find out, well, the guy did twenty deposits of five hundred over the course of the year. And now he's down ten grand because he was putting a nickel in at a time, trying to quote unquote build it up. And he looks back in the rearview mirror and he goes, "Man." And I say to him, "Would you have ever deposited ten grand in your account initially?" And the guy goes, "No," because he's working paycheck to paycheck, week to week. So he gets his check, he sticks a nickel in, up and down, up and down, lose, checks, and then does the same behavior week after week. So, I mean, to me, the most important thing about this is being properly funded. Don't be the guy, if you're listening, that's new, that's going to look back in the rearview mirror and lose ten grand with $2,500 micro deposits into your sports book. When you negate the bonus power, because the more money that you put in, like the videos you've done on your YouTube channel, you're going to get a bigger bonus based upon the bigger deposit. They're not going to give you the same bonus every time. So these guys literally walk into the trap. They get 20% on a $500 deposit at that one place, and now they're done, and they just keep throwing money in it, and then they don't even get the bonus. Yeah, 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 I understand all that. Yeah, I mean, they should almost have, they should almost have, like, a real sports betting for dummies, but, like, a real tutorial of, like, okay, how to start, what the big mistakes are, like something organized, I could make it. And and the things you've seen for like twenty years, we just okay. These are the don'ts. Don't don't do this. Don't say. Don't have the mentality. I want to ten times my money in two days. This is the professional way of of going about it. I'm just like I said. I'm really lucky. Somebody told me everything, and I just followed everything he said. Like it was. You know, and it could have, he could have showed me the wrong way to do everything. I just got really lucky, you know. So I haven't been in those guys' shoes where I'm defeated and I just don't know how to win. I don't know how to read the market. I don't know how much to bet. I don't know what to bet. I don't understand. I don't understand uh, when the lines move, why they move. I've never had this feeling. So I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I I can't imagine. There's just so many things you there's so many variables you have to do to make it all work that it's and and there really is no good information out there. There's there's not. I've never seen any. So, well, so I mean, the question I've read, like, that, so, a book or two, but no, no. So the question I I've gotten off the air that you you know nobody answered yesterday on on your um on your Instagram live was were you working a real job in the beginning learning before you decided I'm not going to have a, a technical nine to five job like were you working you know at a restaurant waiting tables and then you were betting like initially twenty one I'm not exactly. talking about thirty one yeah. So no, what were you doing? No, I moved. No, I moved to Vegas to play video poker, and then I was gonna, and then I was gonna play poker too. When I, because I understood how you could win on the video poker on the hundred percent machines, so I was, I was, I was looking into that, and then I was, and then I was saying, okay, I'm gonna, because it was basically free money back in the day. You had like two percent of these on. Video yeah, but if you don't mind me asking, not living if you don't mind let's let's give the let's give inquiring minds want to know. So let's take how does one in Seattle know about video poker in Vegas and know that it's I beatable? saw it on the travel channel. I saw something on the travel channel. I was just sitting there one night watching the travel <laughs> channel and then I looked at it and I was thinking, Wow, you can actually do that and then I just went on the internet and was like obsessed to figure out okay, how can I is this real and I and so I told my boss at work, I, yeah, I was selling windshields. I told my boss, who was pretty cool my age, I said, hey, let me try something. You know, if I, if, I, if I go down there in Vegas and this doesn't work, can I have my job back? She's like, yeah, go ahead. You know, and so I, I went down there and then I went to all the places that it said you could do this and what to do. And then I heard all the other people talk that were doing it. And I knew for sure, like, okay, this is going to work. And I turned my, what I, I didn't even have, but like 1,500 or something on me. And it was like 11,000 after a couple of weeks. And it's just like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. And then that's when I met the guy that was, that taught me the sports betting. He was playing those machines too, just waiting for games to move and stuff. This is not so, the mutual so, friend that we have. This is somebody else, right? We're not going to say his yeah. name. This is not, Okay. Are you still in contact yeah. with that person, the one who originally taught you? I see him at Rampart. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's so he's still rocking and yeah, rolling. But, yeah. Yeah, he he hangs out at Rampart. I think like every day. Well, he did. I mean, and I think he still does. So, but he's not really. He's never been like a bulldog. Like just, you know how we're just oh we want every dollar and we don't want to take a day out. He's never been like that. He just makes a few bets, already kind of has money saved and kind of enjoys life more. You know, he keeps himself real fit. So he didn't mind that I was kind of taking over. Not taking over, but, yeah, pretty much. He didn't mind. So let us so let me ask you, I'll kind of be like the sole Instagram questionnaire on the radio. Why do you think there's so few of you? Because, like you said, and this is not to disparage my education or your education or Mike's education, we're all pretty good with numbers and we're all street guys. Why is there not 20 Dave Millers? Because it's not rocket science. We're not Elon Musk building rocket ships. So why do you think a lot of this stuff is not as secret as we like to think it is? Because all those things that you said that people call and it's their leaks, 
if someone gets six out of seven things right and has a leak either here or here or here, they just can't win. You, you have to just be solid all around, all around to beat this. That's why very few beat it. They have some leaks somewhere. They could, they could understand everything and just have one part of the one part of their game that's off. And it's like a basketball player that can shoot or whatever, but he can't. He turns the ball over too much, or you know, there's just something they do wrong. They play games that they shouldn't after they move, but yet they understand the one to two percent. They understand betting early, but sometimes they can't. They they'll take bad prices because they don't care. You know, just so, there's so many ways that people self-destruct. You know that. And I just don't have any do. of these leaks. Yeah, I just don't have any of these leaks. I'm, and then I don't, I don't tilt. I don't, I don't. I keep everything just solid, so I don't, I don't really have to worry about it, you know. And I just think this is hard for your average person. To, it's it's self discipline too. I mean, you're. And then if you have a good run, the most dangerous thing is a guy who has a good run. That's more dangerous than a guy that has a bad run because he thinks he knows everything and okay, the rules don't matter anymore. I know everything, you know. Right. I've seen people do crazy things in good runs. You know, you never really bring that up. But when, when they run bad, they do the, When they run good, they make bigger mistakes. And think about it your EV loss is even worse because you have, you've made some money. And so now your, your bets are higher. So your expected loss is even higher when you're making these mistakes with more money. And I think this drags a lot of people down, too. Well, this is just the whole concept of chasing, and like the guy asked you about tilt. I mean, tilt defined as you're double downing, you're chasing, you know, you're betting more when you're losing, trying to make up for losses. But people also press when they're winning because yeah. one, of the phrases, one of the phrases that I can't stand is house, it's the house's money. So, like, when I'm on the phone yeah, with the client, he's like, well, I st- yeah, that's a bit. So, like, I'll talk to a guy on the phone. He'll be like, "Yeah, I just took a thousand in Fanduel, and now I got it to nine grand." So, you know, the I got nine grand of the house's money. I said, "No, dude, it's your money." Like, I'll tell a quick story, really quick. I'll tell a real quick story. Please. That's yeah. That gives an example of this. So, my friend, my friend that I was doing this, like the guy taught us both together. The friend that I was betting sports with, he was very disciplined. He did. He was. He understood everything. He was just like me. But uh, we went to, we went to Reno. We went to the Pepper Mill, and there was some four percent edge video poker machines, and that was literally we won every day. It was you couldn't lose. So, and it was obviously a mistake. The casino didn't know they were there. We played them for like forty five days, and between the two of us, because we split the money and we just switched off on one machine, we made like. I don't know, it was like 110000 or something. And then, like I said, we won every day. He t- literally in one day, he so we, we but the machines got taken out, and I said, hey, we should stay here and party a few days and, and see Reno. And he goes, yeah, okay. He he got his half, and in two hours lost it. Just He randomly went and played slot machines in the high limit area, and he just lost his whole half. And he goes, oh, I just wow. wanted to do a thousand, and I had, I, I don't know. I just said I'll take a shot, and I just kept going, and I, cu- I couldn't believe it. I was just like, Are you serious, man? I couldn't believe it. You know, sure he could have won too, but 
he had a huge expected loss there anyway. Maybe out of his 55, his expected loss was like 10,000 or something. But it just shows you he did everything right for like six months and just boom. There's two months of hard work or a month and a half. But he kind of looked at it like that. Oh, we just made it so easy. But just stuff like this, it just destroys people, you know. They can't make it. Well, there's something to be said for the longer you stay in the casino, the harder it is to walk out a winner. Well, no, it just comes down to every single bet has to have an edge. You have to be positive, plus EV on everything you're doing. And then with good bankroll management, your risk of ruin going to zero is is zero almost. I mean, I can't say zero, but it is kind of zero because if you just keep doing like 1% of your bankroll, it's and, and you have an edge, it's hard to go to zero. Right. Yeah. And it's it's well, like I uh, want to put everything on one pick. I mean, this is crazy. Well, it, it almost goes back to like I said. You know, we offer daily service here, where somebody can buy a card from you for the day. But it almost becomes a self defeating. It's almost like we're going to consider maybe not even having that because then the guy buys the one day, and it's all about today, which today doesn't really matter. Like you're, this is about yeah. like trying to buy buy a franchise into a business. It's like buying a Seven Eleven franchise. You know, if you do the right things, you're going to make money. It doesn't mean every day you're going to make the same amount of money or even win money. And you know, yeah. wait, let's talk about let's talk about break even streaks. What's the longest period you've been betting where you're in season, where you've over the last 19 years, where prior to the pop up, not even losing, you were just grinding breaking even, grinding, breaking even, just to give the, the listener kind of like the real-life reality of what can actually happen in this world. Well, well on pregame bets, quite a while. Yeah, I'm only, ta- I'm only talking only... pregame bets because that's not – all yeah. the other stuff is not really – unless it, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I always have a high-volume hustle on the side on two or three companies where I'm always basically printing money. But not counting that, yeah, I mean, you can go like, I don't know because I don't, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess you could go a whole season. I don't know, though. I don't track it. But, yeah, I mean, maybe three months, four months. You can also have an, you can also have like a three or four percent edge in the numbers you have a three or four percent edge and lose like 40 units betting one unit a game that's possible and you're going to have that happen multiple times if you bet long enough maybe even 50 or 60 units and then it comes down to what percentage is expected edge so it gets kind of tricky but um yeah that's why it's it's and, and so if the guy's losing or breaking even for a long time, they get defeated and they quit or or do careless things, right? Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, it's the, the cool part about this show is it's so much education, kind of like your Q&A yesterday, but you could get it basically every single week if you're tuning in. And I think lately the guys that do listen to the show or listen to the podcast – on Spotify after the fact, really get the understanding that they could follow along and do treat it like a business 
and an investment into their betting. And they're not just looking for daily selections where they do their own, you know, manual money management, which is I'm down today, let me double up tomorrow, which is the same philosophy that these guys that have been losing for years have basically ingrained, which is they only they're one week interval guys, and whatever happens on Saturday yeah. and Sunday, they're just trying to hot break day. even because no money has been exited from their pocket, right, Dave? So I think now we've had a breakthrough over the last couple months, it seems, with the education that we're providing along with the selections and the guys that are following suit, one, they don't complain when we have a losing day because they just get it. And then also they don't jump up and down and they have a winning day and they, they think that it's going to be like that every single day thereafter. Can, can, I, can, I, so say, it's, can I say something to you? Yeah, go can ahead. Say something? Go ahead. So you know how we were saying the most dangerous thing is a guy actually in a winning streak, not a losing streak, for him to spew off a lot of EV. Basically, right. the guy that the guys the guy that will say okay, and, and sorry if this offends anybody, this is really what I think. I could be wrong too. Whenever somebody like messages and goes, "Oh, that was a great pick or a great day," my very first thought is this person won't make it in the long run. And they're the same person that went on. We have a bad day or a losing pick. They're they're going to do all that, and they always do. You see it You see it in your inbox on Instagram a lot. So the amount of people that message in the inbox, just imagine times a hundred that call our office or email. I, I would quit. So it's I would quit. Well that's <laughs> why we're the we're the buffers. We're the buffers for you. That's that's the reason you why know, we're we exist. Cro- we're crocodiles and alligators. We have no we have lizard skin. We're we're fine with it. That's what we do. I would quit. But it's 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 the not even the it's trying to teach logic to the illogical, which is what yeah, my best waste, yeah. analogy is to these guys. Yeah. Just think about it imagine. like this, Dave. Think think about it like this. You go to the gym, you work out, you train. You've been doing it for a while, and you know how to get your body back in shape, even if you've taken months off, whatever the case may be. You're dealing, we're dealing yes. with betters that have been doing it the worst way possible for years, years, right? Donuts so to for break breakfast. those bad habits. <laughs> right. Well, if you try to break those bad habits, it doesn't just happen overnight. And they have so many years of bad habits that they, their brains are pre-programmed at this point until they break the cycle and they're able to then follow suit and do something completely different than what they've done for many years. It's hard, and I'm, I don't blame them. It's hard to break, but at some point the pain has to be great enough where they say, my way doesn't work and let me do it from a proven professional that is not all glitz and glamour on Instagram driving around in Bentleys and, and showing off his you know new Rolex. It's the reverse. It's the hard work, the blue collar, the guy that's putting in the effort for you every day to reciprocate success, which is not instantaneous, but something that is goal-driven and something that takes time and in a large sample size, they see it. So, 
you know, I feel like the last two two months we've had some breakthroughs, not all, but the guys that do follow suit are very happy with the returns, and they're very happy to follow the system. So, you know, it's not all bad, and it's not all negative, and it's not all, you know, I always have my rant every week, and I really don't even have one this week. It's, it's I, I want to appreciate the client that is following suit and has been very grateful from last week and is finally understanding that if they, they follow the program, they, and they can't pick and choose which part of the program they want to follow. If they follow the program exclusively, 100%, the results are, you know, they're provided. You know, one of the things I'll say, Dave, is, I, you know, we can't, we don't have apps here in Maryland yet. So when I go to bed, I actually drive to the casino. And we have a lot of kiosks where most people are betting through the kiosks. I don't know if it's like that in Denver. Versus, you know, ticket writers, you're just putting, you're just, do you have those machines where you just punch into the machine? Or I know you do everything on apps, but when you go to yeah, the casino, I mean, is it most? Yeah, it makes, it makes it a lot easier. Um, it, it makes things a lot easier for them, too. So the kiosks make sense. Well, what I was going to um, say to you is the problem is getting on a kiosk because the problem is what I've noticed, and you talk about bad behaviors. I went with Mike. We were, like, standing there in front of six kiosks. Nobody moved. So finally we were like, are you guys okay? And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I'm putting my plays. And he holds up a list. He's got 25 three-teamers, four-teamers, five-teamers, six-teamers, seven-teamers, eight-teamers, nine-teamers, ten-teamers. It takes a lot of time. Pick, You know, punch, 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 get the ticket. Punch, punch, punch. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, like, what percentage of these people at these kiosks are actually betting straight bets? And what I realize, not many. Not many. No, it's like nobody. playing. It's like playing. The, it's like playing the lottery. They're betting five dollar parlays. No different than when you go to Seven Eleven and you know right before they run the number and everybody's standing in line to buy the number. It's like the sports books just must love this. They just have. So, what, I mean, there's no. Is there any positive on non-correlated parlays? Now, you did say something yesterday on Instagram, and I know we have about five, ten minutes left in the show. You said, I don't do parlays, and that was actually not an accurate statement. I'll correct you for you. The correct statement is I do correlated parlays in baseball, and I do very well of it. We're not going to give that away aside in the total of the same matchup. We're not going to talk about what the strategy is online. But beside that strategy that you have, which does very well in baseball, is there any positive EV in basketball or in football with parlays other than those correlated um, baseball parlays that you do in baseball? Yeah, stale numbers. I mean, you can always do that. Well, I'm talking about at the kiosk, not on a parlay card sheet where the, all the numbers are updated and fresh. You know what I mean? Hello, what was that? I'm talking about if you're at the, actually walking into the sports book at the kiosk, not stale numbers on a parlay card. I'm talking about an actual, you know, you're getting the right line right there on the kiosk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, well, I mean, there's other things too, but. But it's hard. You found a, no, I mean, you can find a bunch of stuff and the slick way to bet it is parlay it. They don't notice it. You know, obviously guys right. are but for the average Joe, for the average Joe. Yeah. Um, no. No, I mean, there is. There's secrets and stuff, but I don't want to get into that. 
Well, no, what I'm but, saying you know. is these people that I'm watching don't have secrets. These people that I'm watching are basically being 50 different combinations, hoping they get lucky and win. And it's a losing strategy, right? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, my, it's minus EV, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Loss. You, you've never met a guy. Have you ever met a professional better that his core strategy was parlaying? Like his main strategy was parlaying? Well, to stay under the radar, yes, that's it. Yes, but I have. not right. But but otherwise, that's more of a money management thing. I'm talking about where I'm just a three team parlay guy, and I just bet three teamers all. Like literally, people call up here and literally go like, I literally we talk to people and they're like, all I play is parlays. Well, this is just the trying to get rich quick mentality. Yeah, in most cases, ninety nine percent of them. Yeah. So you had one game last night. You had one game last night for your members. So that guy would lose his mind. He's like, well, I need another game. I'm going to, I need a parlay. Instead of just being happy with the one winner. (laughs) Throw a a dart, throw a dart or flip a coin or, I don't know, come up with the other two on your own. I don't know. What do you say to that person? I mean, in the old days, when I, when I was a degenerate (laughs) and I'll make everyone laugh, you'll really love this one. I would wheel your game. I would take your game. I bet both sides of every other game. Yeah, that doesn't – that's not solid. That's yeah, not that a positive EV. No <laughs> yeah, that, there's no logic at all in that. Well, you can get around that's limits in an account. Let's put it that way. Like you said, you can get around limits doing that in an account. Your max limit well, yeah, is time a game. And, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, but I mean, other than that, like I said, I've never been like, I think the horse racing guys are the worst because they're used to these big scores. You know, living in a state where horse racing has always been here since day one, um, you know, where you can hit a, you know, take a dollar to make a hundred, you know, make a thousand dollars. But, you know, for the guy listening, like I said, we want to try to give info. We're going to be expanding with mentorship and, you know, almost like the Academy of Sports Betting. You just got to understand the, the, no matter what, in the end, if you're not solid, I love that word. If you don't have, if you have leaks, uh, the the car is going to run out of oil when you're driving down the road. Yeah, that's right? the that's the thing. And I and I have a tip for everybody: keep your eyes open in your accounts. There's literally gold all over the country in these apps. You just got to find it. That's my tip for the day: market inefficiencies in every single company, literally every single company. And is that it. A just there's, the is that a, is that an issue that there's just so many hours in a day, or these, or, or they constantly are correcting these inefficiencies, and then other new ones pop up? There's too many apps to keep up for me. There's like thirty now, I think. There's just so well, I many. Think, I mean, you guys got some. You guys probably whatever companies are over there. There's so many market inefficiencies in those apps. Everyone, keep your eyes open. Hit your local kiosks if you find them. If you find exactly. the ones that are basically mistakes, you have to do that. I mean, otherwise they'll ban you once you make the bet, and they can't. They found out it was a mistake. But you, I heard you saying yesterday on Instagram, and I know we got like four minutes left. The islands don't have to pay you, but the legal sports books here no. in the states will, even on a mistake. Yeah, I mean, you heard about that one case where where they fought it and they went all the way with it and they, and they didn't have to pay him because the games were already final. But other than that, I mean, 
you're going to get paid. Uh, I've only. Oh, you're talking about the Korean. You're talking about the Korean baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or or one time that one guy lost one time, a shocking one where he won the he won the event, but it, the event was on the wrong day on the ticket, so they said we're not paying you. He actually won that one. That shocked me. Or, or I mean, the the casino won that just because it wasn't on the same day. Uh, it was it was the wrong day on the ticket. My lawyer told me about this case. He fought it and. The casino actually won. It was the most shocking result I've seen. Like, yeah, that shocks me too. Because the law is it has to be the day on the ticket, I think. Got it. Mike, you got anything to chime in? We got a minute left here. The music will be coming shortly. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to uh, get off the show and get all my uh, golf wagers in. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Getting up with Mr. Smith in the next five minutes. Kiosk, all over, baby. Got to get the best line value. Don't hog the kiosk for your ten dollars bets, please. You <laughs> I'm not be- moving hey, off the kiosk. Hey, I'm hey, going to hey, hey. for three hours. Please, don't worry. Don't when we win kiosk. again this weekend, I'll let Dave. I'll let you know, Dave, about Sunday afternoon. But do you guys actually know what you're doing? I mean, I, yeah, I want to get in if you do. I don't. It's Michael yeah. Smith, the legend. He knows what he's doing. Michael, he's Michael, one, two Michael, weeks Michael hook you up now. on WhatsApp. Yeah, we'll send him to you. Well, who's he following? That guy that makes two hundred dollars golf bets. That that who who does he follow? Yeah, you have to ask. You have to ask him when we hang up. But we will be back. Uh, he tomorrow. gave me a whole break. I mean, next week. Next week. Happy birthday, Dave, okay. in advance. <clears throat> all right, all right. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. You too. Happy birthday for in advance. Not sure how long <laughs> when it is, but you both of you got another twelve months. You got it, buddy. All right, all right. Talk to you guys. See later, you next man. week. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye.